Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Some people are going to call it a bailout. Might very well be. Second phase got passed by the Senate by a vote of 90 to 8. That is going to give two weeks of paid family leave. It's going to extend unemployment benefits. It's going to make coronavirus testing free. Phase three. Well, that's what's being discussed right now. That's going to be a trillion dollars. It went like this. Phase one was the $8.3 billion. Originally, President Trump wanted $2.5 billion. And they said, oh, it's going to be much more money than that. Okay, we'll take more money. $8.3 billion. That was for the healthcare side of things. Then came this, the extension of, fa- extension of paid family leave. Now we're talking about whether or not we're going to send checks to people all across America. In the United States, according to the CDC numbers, you have 7,038 cases of coronavirus. The markets went down again. They have been playing in the down, playing in the up. It's, you'll never know one day to the next whether this will be the moment where they decide to have a little bit of comeback. Crossing that 19,000 19, threshold, being in the same territory that the market was at when President Trump took office. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Charles Payne joins us from Fox Business, making money with Charles Payne, 2 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. The book, Unstoppable Prosperity. Uh, You can get that for yourself at unstoppableprosperity.com. First, let's take a look at these markets. The big story yesterday was that the markets have wiped out all the gains during uh, the Trump presidency, psychologically, uh, makes you want to just yell and scream or psychologically doesn't matter? Um, I think it's more for a mainstream media report. It's not like they let every day when the market was hitting all-time highs with, hey, the market's up another high under President Trump. So it's one of those inconsequential things. It's almost like the even, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the book, Tony, because one of the things I talk about, even when the market, and this is what Wall Street has sold to us, that this whole how did you do in the, in the year? Like, you know, how did you do in 2019 uh, as if investing is a game of Monopoly? And on January 1st, we all put our pieces back on go and start from scratch. You know, for people listening, some, uh, you know, may be down a whole lot because they got into this rally very late. Some may be down, obviously, from their all-time highs, but they're still up because they've been buying for uh, a very long periods of time. So, uh, you know, I don't try to look at the, those kind of headline things. I never report on them. Uh, as much as you know where where the overall market is and of course i'm an individual stock kind of person uh to be honest with you the last 24 hours i'm liking what i'm seeing with the market in terms of being oversold uh you know it showed a lot of resolve early yesterday we've had four sessions now where the circuit breakers have been triggered and for the folks listening that's when the market's down seven percent the s&p 500 uh, which is the market they halt trading for 15 minutes What's happened every time they've done that is that the market has gone lower because when it's closed, people get scared, sell orders back up. And the first three times it did that, we closed near the lows of the session. Yesterday, the S&P rallied in the last part of the session uh, a pretty big chunk. Uh, And so that was a good sign. Today, as we speak, the NASDAQ is up. I think the Dow is going to go positive. Uh, We're starting to see some leadership and names that that I think people have to start thinking, hey, will – 
Apple be in business a year from now, or will they be in business um, uh, after I'm gone from this earth? <laughs> will Facebook be in business? Will Netflix be in business? Because, you know, as much as we talk about the inability to go with the old Wall Street P.E. ratio, price to earnings, because no one knows near-term earnings, I keep saying now we should be talking about price to existence. Will these companies exist? And the answer is yes. Well, for the most part, it's time to start looking at, into them. Well, let's take a look at a couple of things that, that regular people pay attention to. Unemployment numbers are up in terms of the jobless claims uh, from about 201,000, 281,000 in the week. Certainly, they're seeing what's happening in their local neighborhood with restaurants trying to engage curbside service and survive, and, and other businesses saying, sorry, we can't we can't be open. Uh, gyms, the movie theaters, the mo- whole movie theater industry wants a bailout, and you have not only the cut of interest rates down to that zero to quarter percent target, you have uh, Steve Mnuchin saying we're going to send out checks. Do these things, these moves from government sell Settle markets, or is there something else that settles markets? Uh, these moves have been too small. That's why the markets haven't been settled, um, to be quite frank with you. And I'll give you an example. This morning, overnight, the European Central Bank, which is you know uh, Europe's version of our Federal Reserve, took action. They called it the Pandemic Emergency Purchase Program, PEP, P-E-P-P. Now, this came uh, six days after Christine Lagarde. Again, I think she's the most powerful woman, probably the third most powerful person in the world right now, had uh, hinted that there were certain things they were not going to do. They took some action, but then they said, oh, we draw a line in the sand. Uh, and, and so this is, in her way, a temporary action. But with the, 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 the statement she put out <laughs> was interesting. There is no limit to our commitment to the euro. You know, the problem with the Fed, which is doing different things almost every other day, uh, which Mnuchin is saying, what the European Central Bank is saying, is that they're not coming big enough, that it feels like they're trailing the problem instead of getting in front of the problem. So they're going to have to come big. The market is telling them you have to come big. A trillion dollars, considering the economic damage that you just described, is not enough. You have the ability to do two, three, do whatever you must do. Do it gargantuan. Get in front of this. Mitigate the damage because this should be a short-lived, dramatic but short-lived event, and it does not have to be uh, does not have to be as painful as it as it looks right now. But a lot of it depends on just how much they mitigate the economic damage on Main Street. I don't want to hear about Boeing's bailout. I want to hear about Main Street's bailout. Now, on that, you get a lot of people, Charles, who agree with you. Charles Payne joins us right now from Fox Business, making money with Charles Payne, 2 p.m. Eastern there on the Fox Business Channel. The book, Unstoppable Prosperity, unstoppableprosperity.com. And you can get his newsletter at W Street, like for Wall, wstreet.com. People see a trillion dollars as big. They will also agree with you that the bailout that they want to see, the help they want to see, is indeed for Main Street, and it is not for Wall Street, and forget those large companies. But when you talk about you have to go really big, how does $3 trillion look? How in the world does the money come back, or do you even care? Well, here's the thing. You know, we talked about debt and deficits for about 10 years. And, you know, I, I and listen, I was in that camp who, you know, I was all afraid, uh, you know, we're going to hit the limit. And, and one day we will. But I, we don't know what the limit is. In the meantime, we racked up as a country, 23, our government, uh, $23 trillion building bridges to nowhere. How about we build a bridge uh, to make sure that people don't uh, lapse into a Great Depression or poverty? So I think we can get the money back if we save the economy. 
And if, I don't consider it, uh, I, I consider this more of an investment than a bailout of Main Street. Uh, so, you know, so that's where we are right now. And, you know, just to give you an example, Tony, uh, Boeing, which yesterday said, you know, all right, we need us in the aerospace industry. We need about $60 billion. It's the largest exporter in this country. It's one of the largest uh, uh, employers in this country. We have no choice. But I just want, you know, and listen, I'm a Wall Street guy. And, I, and, I, and I've been, I made a lot of money in the last 20 years on Boeing, in and out of Boeing. I'm down to my most recent position. But, you know, 2013, they announced that they're going to have a $10 billion buyback. They lifted their dividend from $0.50 cent to $0.73. Cent. 2014, they lifted everything again, $12 billion, 91 cents. 2015, 14 billion. Let's take the dividend to a buck nine. By 2017, it was 18 billion. The dividend was one dollar seventy-one cents. In 2018, 20 billion buyback, two dollar dividend. Uh, they, so in that time period, they bought back 43 billion dollars in stock. They gave back billions and billions after raising their dividend 300 percent to shareholders. This is fine, except while they were partying, they, you know that was a fun thing for them. But now that they're in desperate times, everyone has to share in that misery. We all, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the everyone's tax money has to go to bail them out. So, listen, we have to. We're, we, we, there's just no way we can avoid it. Uh, you know, I hope we cut a deal with them. That's not a dumb deal like some of the deals, uh, you know, where we lost money uh, uh, under the Obama administration. We want to make sure these companies know, listen, in good times, if you're going to spend $100 billion on yourself, uh, keep that in mind because everyone listening to your show has a rainy day fund. Everyone listening to your show has been socking money away for the children. So, you know, if you want to do this, if you want to use all your money, and even, by the way, back in 2014 when they started announcing this stuff, the Society of Engineers, a big engineering organization, said, why are you guys spending more money on buybacks than engineering? Maybe the 737, you know, you can go back and say maybe they might have had less problems with the 737. Again, I'm okay with buybacks if a company can afford it. But the main point I'm saying here is if we have to bail out Boeing, we must also bail out uh, uh, the, the average American. And we can get into the philosophical debates and questions afterwards, but the, the emergency is right now. Charles Payne of Fox Business. Uh, before I, I let you go, um, do you think that Trump is thinking like you? Is the president thinking like you? Or is the president more than happy to take the lead there, uh, let Mnuchin take the lead, and then say, you know what, we need to do even more, and he's gearing up for the second round and the big round of spending? Every time I hear Mnuchin speak, he always says, you know, we went to the president with $200 billion. He said, no, go to three. We went to the president with X, Y, Z. He said, no, go here. I think President Trump's instincts are to go big. I don't think he's, his parameters are big enough right now. You know, uh, Art Laffer, I, I like him a lot. He's one of my favorite guests, but he was on TV yesterday. And so it was Stuart Varney. Stuart said, hey, you know what, you know, should we send people a check? He said it would make the problem worse. <laughs> okay, so and then about the 15 minutes later, the conversation came up about Boeing said, absolutely, we need to bail out Boeing. You know, I got to tell you, this line of thinking in a textbook somewhere, it makes sense, maybe. But in real life, particularly in an election year, you talk about political suicide and perhaps economic suicide. So, you know, I just hope that the President Trump we elected, there's a reason the American people elected President Trump. This is his moment. He is not a traditional Republican. He's not, he's not you know, he doesn't have those sort of 
uh, orthodox uh, fiscal, hey, you know what, we don't re- want to reward welfare queens kind of thing, you know. Uh, and he's not a Democrat who, who, who thinks everything is racist and, and wants to make government big just because they think individuals are too dumb to, to control their own lives. He's a hybrid. America elected President Trump for this very moment. So I hope the real Trump emerges uh, from all of this and says, you know what, guys, forget it. We're going to go gargantuan. That's a Charles Payne. The book Unstoppable Prosperity, unstoppableprosperity.com and the newsletter W Street, wstreet.com. Be sure to subscribe to it. Check out the website 2 p.m. Eastern uh, there on Fox Business Making Money with Charles Payne. Charles, I appreciate you taking the time. I've got more of the latest numbers on coronavirus and more moves from the government. But what is that going to mean to the people who live next door to you? That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz.